You know, this has there, there's something completely distinct from this, but where some analogous dynamics uh, appear that uh, I've, I've actually meant to bring up uh, in conversation with you for some time, and that has to do with the measurement of subtle energies. Yeah. I, you know, I dealt for 10 years in the world of uh, consciousness technology and subtle energy right. tools. So right. uh, as of about 10 years ago, I was pretty up-to-date on everything in the field of the right. attempts to measure subtle energy right. states. And I began to conclude that the nature of physical, gross physical instrumentation is such that what will be measurable may be a very subtle electromagnetic uh, correlates of subtle energy states or subtle energies themselves, but that we could never measure the subtle energy directly, that the subtle domain is distinct from the gross, right. and that gross instruments could only measure gross correlates right. of subtle energies, never right. the subtle energy directly. Right. And that the um, reality of subtle uh, the subtle domains and subtle realms, on, on, on a certain level, because they have embodiment and there is therefore objective reality to these subtle yeah. fields, the measurement of them would do everyone some good because we could eliminate this particular aspect of uh, reductive materialism that excludes all subtle phenomena. Right. But there tends to be a naive expectation that we will be able to measure the subtle energies themselves. Right. And to the degree that we give credence to the potential for them to be measurable, we fall into a trap in which the ultimate unmeasurability of the subtle fields will seem to disprove our assertions in the first place, that they yeah. are real yeah. and deserve serious consideration. Yeah. Very good question. It's really hard to know how that one's going to go. Um, I've maintained one position, which is compatible with either sides of what you're saying, so it doesn't help much. But, um, but I believe we can say this with some assurance, and that is that the degree of subtle energy correlates with the degree of complexity of material, gross material energy, so that the more complex uh, gross matter becomes, the subtler the subtle energy associated with it. And um, as you know, there's, there's a kind of a spectrum of subtle energy in the traditions going from etheric to astral, uh, psychic, subtle, causal. But it doesn't directly address your question about, well, can a, a gross machine measure those subtle energies itself, or can they only measure the degree of complexity of the gross matter energy? And that's what we're just going to have to wait and see. It might be that they can't for the reason you're saying, and that all they can do is measure correlates in terms of complexity of gross matter energy. Or they will start building machines made out of bioluminescent microorganisms or something you know, that will respond to real subtle energies in a real way and give us some sort of subtle readout that we can, we can measure. Um, but that's that's the 
leading edge of research at, at Subtle Energy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a very tricky thing because the nature of the early instrumentation is going to be crude by definition always when right. we develop a new technology its first embodiments are relatively crude and the significance and uh phenomenology or the the actual character and 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 the most interesting features of the subtle domains have to do with very nuanced, complex dynamics within the subtle that are undoubtedly not going to be easily measured with the first crude instruments. Right. So right. the there's an important place for a voice of validation of the importance of subtle realities and their actual uh, factuality, right. independent of any attempt to measure them, because it seems so unlikely to me that any measurement will comprehend their nature well enough to be predictive about subtle phenomena in a way that would be very useful. You know, it would, it would take a long time to develop an instrumentation that subtle uh, and, that, and that accurate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of subtle energy, that, that really takes us to the next module, which is the body module. Because one of the things that integral theory is careful to do in talking about the body is to realize that there are at least and actually three bodies. And these are generally called gross, subtle, and causal bodies. And the way this is arrived at in the traditions is through a sort of careful phenomenological analysis, which is when you're in the waking state, you have a body. That body has certain forces associated with it. It have four main natural forces associated with it, uh, strong, weak, nuclear, electromagnetic, gravitational. Um, but when you are in the dream state, that gross body, in a sense, isn't there. It either disappears or it's, it is replaced with a sort of a body of light or just a, uh, a body of, of imagery and free-floating images, um, a body of feeling awareness. And consciousness in the dream state is then supported by that body and not by the gross physical body you find in the waking state. And then if you continue into the dream state, into deep dreamless sleep, then there is, in terms of awareness, the only thing that shows up in awareness, if anything, are very, very, very subtle archetypes. Um, being, consciousness, and bliss are three of the ones most often mentioned, and those are supported by a causal body. And a causal body is simply a feeling energy that stretches to infinity and is the energetic support of causal consciousness or the consciousness that you have in unmanifest states of uh, absorption and meditation or the state of consciousness you have in deep dreamless sleep and so on. So for each major state of consciousness, the traditions have a body that goes with it. In other words, every mind has its body. So there's really a gross body-mind, a subtle body-mind and a causal body-mind. And this avoids altogether dualisms that have plagued the West in terms of body and mind. 
and finds always a uh, unity of body, a particular type of body with a particular type of mind. So when we exercise the body, we have that in mind. We are dealing with exercise on the gross body, and that involves standard weightlifting, running, aerobics, jogging, and so on, and then exercising the subtle body, and those are practices that exercise feeling awareness uh, circulating throughout the body, uh, prana or chi or vital energy, and things like qigong and Taoist meditation and Tai Chi Chuang and so on. And then causal meditation, which exercises the very, very subtle feelings of expanding to infinity and circulating the subtlest form of feeling awareness that you can imagine and working with, with that. And so those three is what we call a three-body workout. And working with gross, subtle, and causal is very important and helps us to exercise the type of body that's going to support the type of consciousness we're looking for. So we want to expand our consciousness from mere waking into subtle and causal manifestations. And one of the ways to do that is, of course, to practice meditation that evokes subtle and causal meditation. But another way is to evoke exercises of the bodies. And once we exercise those bodies, that will help our center of gravity move into those dimensions just as well, and in some cases, faster and easier. And so the whole secret of Tantra is realizing that every realized state has not just a mental component, but a bodily bliss component as well. And so working with that becomes what we mean uh, for a three-body workout. And we've had a lot of really positive, positive responses to the three-body workout itself. Yeah, this is this awareness simply that we are uh, a three-body being is a huge shift for many folks and it it really lets us become inclusive in a whole new way the awareness of the subtle dimensions of the being is often something that takes place in stages often there's a, a growing awareness of etheric energies which are very closely associated with the gross physical body right and then at another level of insight there's there, there gets to be an awareness of even subtler energies, more more nearly associated with emotions, and then right. another subtler band more associated with with thought, and then right. another subtler band that's associated with higher psychic capacity and intuition, and then an even a subtler band than that that's just light and bliss and beyond any content very much, but does change and still has qualities of, of, of bliss and light and color and so forth. Right. And then even subtler than that, there is simply an embodiment, an energetic that is completely devoid of content, that is stillness itself, right. that is not characterized by bliss or light or color or content of any kind, but just is embodied in the most basic way. And in some traditions it's called infinitesimally small, and in other traditions it's called infinitely large. Right. And it really 
uh, is beyond dimension or size or location, but it just it just kind of a, a tacit isness. Right. And it's really from that ground. It's at that level that attention contracts originally. The the original contraction that creates attention and cognizes objects and cognizes a separate self takes place. It is caused at that very, very, very extremely subtle level. So we call it causal. Right. It's causal of ego. It's causal right. of the fundamental contraction that is separated attention. And, and, and that is a, a level of the body, which is in a sense the body of the still and silent witness of all things. Right. And when that witness embodiment is is noticed and cognized it's it, it, it's it's a very deep settling but when that is exercised at the same time that an awareness of all these dimensions of subtlety are activated and there may be more awareness of some of these bands than others but that's always uh, a matter for continuing growth and awareness and and and, and uh, self-mastery so that the different dimensions of subtlety become more and more evident to us as we continue right. the practice right. so then there's this simultaneous exercise the witness is anchored this incredible dynamic energetic system that we are with many levels of energy in play this is kind of multicolored aura effectively is is being lived and felt and simultaneously we're exercising the physical body and we right. bring them online one at a time in the three body workout so that we we gradually begin to do a kind of yoga of uh multidimensional attention and multidimensional exercise and right. th and that uh is often a a real revelation in itself just to begin to attempt the exercise but then if people catch it and they begin to do it in a applied and deepening way it continues to uh unfold as a uh, uh a revelation of just how how much of a miracle this human body mind is operating indeed. on all these levels at once indeed and uh we mention some uh examples that separately tend to focus on one or the other of these bodies but i think your point is really really important about how there tends to be particularly from the causal a understanding of the interpenetration of all of them gross bodies things like weightlifting running aerobics sports skiing basketball tennis volleyball um, dance push-ups squats crunches exercises using only your body weight subtle body yoga, tai chi, qigong, subtle breath practice, including microcosmic orbit and pranayama, visualization, lucid dreaming, causal body, witnessing meditation, I am, mantra meditation, integral inquiry, big mind, centering prayer, the three faces of spirit. And those are simply some of the practices that tend to focus on one of the three bodies. And I will now read from the book, some of the non-dual pointing out instructions of the causal body so people can start to get a sense about it's the feeling state that goes with the witnessing state. Um, notice the sounds around you and notice your bodily sensations. Notice that you are not identical to these sounds and sensations. All sounds and sensations are objects arising to the awareness that you truly are. Notice your thoughts, feelings, memories, motivations, and impulses. Notice that you are not identical to your thoughts, feelings, memories, motivations, or impulses. 
All of them arise as objects to the awareness that is you. You are the one who has always been present. There was never a time when you were absent. You have always been you. So notice you. Notice the suchness that you are. Do not pretend that you are seeking or finding or forgetting the one you truly are. And so that's a, a just kind of a quick look at the three-body meditation. But it is important, and it does remind us that we have, in the upper right quadrant, a spectrum of energy that correlates to the upper left quadrant spectrum of consciousness. So there's a spectrum of, of minds, if you will, and a spectrum of bodies supporting them. And this is a really crucial insight, not only because it's true, but because it's really important in helping us feel what we really are and not to get stuck in one of the lower bodies, gross or etheric or astral, and not just even in the subtle body, but the causal body as well. And it's grounding in infinity. And so this three-body exercise becomes an important part of our basic interlife practice in general. The liberation is both a liberation into the non-dual and a liberation into the every every crevice, every little pocket of uh, manifest relative uh, reality. So that right. in, in, a, in a way, integral theory, it, it's funny, you know, there are those who make a fetish out of paranormal experiences or make a fetish out of yogic powers of one kind or another and an integralist won't tend to do that at least at first there's a desire to include all things that is not overly fascinated with any of these phenomena unto themselves but once the integral view is firmly established it's completely liberating of the intention to specialize and to become expert right. at anything including those non-ordinary abilities and so this map of the uh, different levels of subtlety of the human body-mind is not only a, a way of seeing it all at once, it's a way of accounting for dimensions of experience that are uh, only available to people who, are, who have a pretty refined capacity, and therefore it creates a space for some of this uh, uh, kind of higher science that for instance, uh, Michael Murphy has been so interested in developing. So integral life practice is more interested in helping people develop adequacy, in helping people become present and therefore able to be one with all of existence than it right. is the development of any peculiar paranormal ability. But right. it's within the context of that adequacy, it makes room for all of that for all those subtle sciences or, 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 right. or other uh, non-ordinary capacities, right. or otherwise. Right. 